Get inside. Get inside. Take shelter. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. Oh, he's going to love that, Teach. Bedlam tonight. Game one, 630, Ale Dale Mitchell Park. And we welcome in now the skipper of the Sooners, head coach Skip Johnson. Good morning, coach. Yeah, that's awesome right there. That puts you in a good mood right there any day of the week. <laughs> it works, coach. Hearing it that, works. Hearing that, hearing that, hearing that tuba, uh, yep. incredible. Right on. <laughs> TJ, it's like 11 o'clock at night. We're somewhere in the middle of the mountains going across the state of Washington, and I get a text from Coach. You should use this to open your show. <laughs> it works, though. Yeah, it now, Skip, works. Uh, when your coaching days are done, if you need to uh, uh, something to do, I can put you to work as a producer here. So let me know. I think I'll I think I'll be done with that. I'll be uh, 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 fishing or uh, hunting. Yeah, that's that's not a surprise. Not a surprise. Well, um, coach, successful trip up to the Great Pacific Northwest. How'd you feel like your team played up there against the Zags? Uh, I thought they played really good. I mean, I, I I thought our offense played really good. I mean, and our starting pitching was good. Relief pitching wasn't as good one night, but uh, the other the other two nights it was really good. And I, I really, uh, 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 I mean, I think our offense was hitting on all cylinders, so to speak. And you know, we ran the bases well. We got some bunts down. We uh, uh, we played good. I mean, it just kind of our presence was a lot better. I mean. You know, it was a, a different. It was a di- just a different feeling. You know, you've talked often about it takes a while. Speaking of the bus, to figure out you know who sits where, uh, who you know should be batting where in a lineup, who your starters are, who's your setup guy, who's your closer. All that. it took a while this year, but it feels like you figured it out, Coach. It feels like that here in this last month or so, everything has kind of fit into place for you. You know, every year, every year you start the you start the year. Everybody's your friend. Everybody wants to talk to you. They want to they, they they all they all, because they're all getting to play inter squad. You know, everybody's getting mm-hmm. to play. And then when the and then when the season starts, um, you tell them, hey man, you, what your role is is to pull for your teammate. If you're not in there, you pull for your teammate. The lineup that starts the beginning of the year is really not the lineup that finishes the year. And it's kind of been this. It's kind of been a similar to the same thing that we've kind of gone through all through the whole all through the whole spring. And I think that's what's awesome about baseball. And it makes people mad, but really, I mean, it's that's what it's about. It's about if you can adjust and adapt as you go through the year uh, with everything that happens, and can you still maintain a confidence level, you know, and. Uh, uh, We've kind of done that at times, and I mean, there's times that we we couldn't beat, uh, uh, you know, the Bad News Bears or Ned the First Reader. <laughs> the Bad News Bears did peak at the end, TJ. I mean, they were pretty good. Uh, true. The oh, they're yeah, really still good. Got they're them, really yeah. good in Japan. In Japan, they're yeah, really they're good in Japan. <laughs> has has anybody surprised you this year, Coach? In a good way? Is there anybody pitcher, hitter, somebody that? Uh, has exceeded maybe your expectations this year? Uh, maybe McKenzie, you know? Mm, yeah. McKenzie, because he's so athletic, he can play anywhere on the field. You know, I think that's been – and uh, uh, he, he surprised me. 
I think uh, Wallace has surprised me. I think I mean there's been a lot of them really not not really surprised me as much as uh, uh, and not disappointed. I mean you get <laughs> that's the thing about baseball. You you I mean when can you be really disappointed? It's a game of failure. They're gonna fail. I'll it's give you happen. one. I'll give you one. Uh, not uh, this guy's been a very good part of your team for several years now, but. How about Braden Carmichael, Carmichael doing what he's done this yeah. year? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, this, the selflessness of what he's done is what is really has uh, uh, been great for me. I mean, I mean, what the guy mean came in. Well, he started as as his first year, so we get the, we get these three starters last year. Move him in a different row. Struggles with that row, but maintains being having a good attitude, being a leader, and. Start him in the bullpen this year. Start starting him a little bit. Comes out of the bullpen, throws like six scoreless. Man, he earned every right to go back out there. Going back out there, and he's been good ever since. Yeah. No, he's been unbelievable. Six straight wins in a starting role. Well, here we go. Bedlam starts tonight. You've seen the Cowboys once this year. What's your assessment of Josh Holliday's team? Uh, really good. They're they're a good team. They uh, uh, they're offensive. They're big. They're strong. Uh, it'll be a good opportunity for us tonight. What's important for you against them this weekend? What's the key? Don't let him, don't, don't let anybody get on base. <laughs> okay. Give that up solo a... shots. I think they I think they lead the country in home runs. Don't give yeah. up solo shots. 94, 93, 94 home runs on the year. Uh, what about the guy, Jerron Watch Brown? This was one of the most highly heralded transfers going into the season in the country. You got to face him tonight on the mound. What do you see out of him? Yeah, he's a, he's got electric stuff. I mean, it'll be up to 96 uh, power breaking ball, power slider, plus changeup. Um, I mean, it, he's uh, uh, dynamic. I mean, it, Every everything that everything that they they uh, talk about, he's got all those weapons. Can he put them together? We'll see. I mean, it's a uh, it's a, uh, it's a dynamic package for sure. It really seemed like Braxton Douthit kind of got back to the Braxton Douthit we were used to seeing last week up in Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, I thought he got to just competing one pitch at a time. I mean, you know, I I think it was like you know. I'm just going to start competing. You know, he finally put his hand down, his foot down, and, and uh, stopped worrying about other things that he can't control. He just started throwing it in there. I mean, if they hit a home run, they hit a home run. We don't want them to hit home runs. Just throw it to the target. That's all you can control. You you have what you have. It's not going to be any better or any worse. The only way you're going to make it worse is if you, uh, if you don't compete. You got to compete, man. You got to get out there. And you got to get, you got to put your nose on the line and, and your toes on the, on that rubber and get after it. The whole thing this year with how pitches are called, uh, the twenty second clock, how, you know, you can't reset yourself in the same manner you did in the past. All that kind of stuff we've been talking about all year. It seems like guys have kind of settled into, you know, have figured it out and kind of settled in here. Is that, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, over a period of time. Baseball players have always adapted. I mean, think about what we have done to adapt. 
I mean, we've got 11.7 scholarships divided between 27 players. We adapt the roster. Think about, I mean, think about the hours that we get to spend working on a game of failure. We get 20 hours a week working on a game of failure. We're going to adapt. The kids are going to adapt. That's what we've done as baseball coaches and baseball players. They're always going to adapt. It might take a little bit of time to adapt, but we're going to adapt. Bedlam is always fun. It's always special. It's the first time, though, in over 40 years that the entire Bedlam Conference Series will be in Norman. Uh, i got to imagine you're looking forward to that and uh, it's going to be a special environment, I think, the next three days, Coach. Well, there's no doubt. I think it'll be like a postseason environment. I think it'll be like a regional environment. It'll prepare prepare both teams for either playing in the Big 12 or playing in a, a, a regional. And so, uh, um, I mean, it's, that's a great thing for us. Um, I kind of liked it when, you know, the Bedlam was at different venues a little bit. You know, uh, I liked it at, at Tulsa. I liked it at Oklahoma City you know, kind of get around the state because I really think uh, uh, that's what it's about. But you know what? If that, if we're going to play at our own field, we're going to play at our own field, they're going to play at their own field, they're going to play at their own field, I'm fine with whatever that, uh, uh, that the uh, administrators decide to do. It's just what we do. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you've been pretty hands-off with scheduling. I think you've kind of just left that to Ryan Gaines in your tenure, right? Don't you just kind of let Ryan put things together? Yeah, I mean, if uh, you know my, you know my wife had open heart surgery in 2015. I'll never forget walking in there. I walked in there, and they, you know, we're going to put a stent in on a Thursday night, and and the guy calls me in there and says, "Hey, Skip, we're going to have to, uh, uh, we're going to have to go in and do triple bypass surgery tomorrow at like eight o'clock in the morning." That was opening day, 2015, and I looked at him. I, he said, "I." I'll be here for um, uh, after the surgery. This guy will do the surgery, and this guy will do the surgery. This guy, she'll go to rehab. And I said, well, I think I'm pretty good at what I do. I'm not going to send somebody down there in a, a visitor's bullpen and learn how to throw change-ups, and then come to me on the main dime and learn how to throw fastballs and send it to somebody over in the uh, home bullpen and throw curveballs. Either, I mean, how many surgeries have you done? And he, this guy done, so – we got down to it. So basically the story uh, is why would I do it if I hadn't had the experience that Ryan Gaines has had? Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. type of deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's important that somebody has experience. And you look. Look now, Toby. Look at our schedule was really hard. But yeah. look at our RPI. It's 37. I mean, yeah. our record's 20, 29 or 20. I don't even know what it is. 29, 21, whatever. But our RPI is 37. That's a big deal. That's a big deal to a committee. I mean, that tells you what Ryan Gaines is about and what he's done. Yeah, I, I think it might have even – I mean, I'll check it right now. I think it might have even gone up to 35 after uh, Tuesday night. But, no, your strength of schedule, everything is, is great. My point is this. If uh, Ryan or, or Joe come to you in a couple of years and say, all right, how should we do Bedlam baseball now that you guys are in two different conferences – like what? What do you hope happens? Do you hope they continue to play this? What What's your hope for the future of Bedlam baseball on down the line? I mean, yeah, I mean they're good teams. They're, they're, you always want to play good teams, and uh, uh, whatever 
that Joe decides to do and wants us to do, we'll do it. If two, if two, both athletic directors uh, uh, puts their heads together and they decide what they want to do, I'll do whatever he asks me to do. I've I've always done that as as the head coach, and uh, uh, I mean, I want to play good teams. We always want to play good teams. That's how you get better. Uh, and what what better what better place to play them uh, play good teams than play Oklahoma State? Yeah, I love it. I hope it continues. Maybe we, uh, maybe we play it in a football field. <laughs> we'll work on the, we'll, we'll work on uh, see if we can uh, figure out how to make it fit. We'll, we'll see. Uh, good luck tonight, Coach. Go get him. Good. Thank you. Hey, thanks for asking me to retire and to be a producer, TJ. I appreciate that. Hey, the offer's still there anytime. Great day. See yeah, you, Skip. thank you. Uh, yeah, you, I can't believe you asked Skip Johnson to retire. The day of Bedlam game one. I did not uh, ask him to retire. I man, said when your coaching golf. days are done and you do decide to retire. No way. I, I didn't no say retire right that. now. I see no other way of interpreting that than I think you're Skip, you have to, to be available Friday nights too uh, and weekends. So yeah. he's used to that. You, you can potentially, though, Skip, work out a sweet deal and never have to work on a college football Saturday. Skip, we can you, put you uh, on air, too. There's track. another host on the uh, station that likes Fridays off. We can put you on on Friday <laughs> afternoons. Uh, yeah, OU's RPI up to 35. Strength of schedule, 20. Uh, Non-con strength of schedule, 16. They are sitting on 11 quad one wins right now, so... In a good spot going into the weekend, in a good spot. Oklahoma State is at 22 in the RPI. And right there on that line to potentially be a host if they could close strong. 817, take a break. Get to your text messages next. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Cowboy head coach Josh Holiday coming up live at 845. We'll be back. 